With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to the Blue Room post-match for Brighton 1, Everton 1. Um, I think probably safe to say we would have taken that result at the start, but the way the game panned out, Feels like a bit of a kick in the plums, doesn't it? Ah, uh, mate, whatever, whatever hair I've got left, it's going to come out tonight after seeing something like that. I mean, um, look, the, the context of it and what actually happened is something I'm really struggling to think about. You know, look at any end of what, 10, 15 minutes ago. And to go 1 0 up and you're playing against 10 men, there, there shouldn't be an excuse. There's no excuse not to win that when you're 1 0 up, mate. Um, the goal we scored as well, it's fantastic strike from yeah. Brantwaite. Um, it seems to make you feel, oh, wow, we seem to have a real, uh, some sort of magic when we go down to, to Brighton. Um, and then the way in which we played after that, I, I thought it was a little naive because we were happy to sit behind the ball when, you know, you've got a chance, Beto had a really good chance to go and, to go and score, or at least at the target, he missed. Um, so, you know, I think if if Dice is looking at that across whenever the week to come and he's looking at the lads again and talking to them about what happened, we shouldn't have been sitting back anywhere near the amount that we did after we scored the goal. Yeah, it, uh, that was the thing, wasn't it? So, uh, I mean, let's just, we'll just quickly whiz through the first half because it was very, very forgettable, that first half. And, you know, as, as well as Everton defended, he just didn't really do anything going forward. So... We can probably just skip past that. It was kind. Of, it looked like it was just going to be one of them, wasn't it? It's, you know, just going to oh, sit back. It was flat as a pancake that first half. Yeah. But to be fair, second half, I think from when Onana came on, a, a, a baffling one really why he's not starting after coming on a sub the last two games. Uh, there's been no sort of word on injuries or that. That just seems really odd. But he came on, and I think it's safe to say after that, we were much better. And I thought we played pretty well. Second half. But then, sort of as you say, Gilmore rightly gets red carded for that and we don't take the initiative at all we don't put on an extra midfielder to maybe pack out that midfield so they get no luck there I think he, he brought on Ashley Young to go five at the back I'm guessing yeah um, you know it's still we concede from across into the box and someone getting out jumped so would you say would you say a lot of that's on the manager or the players for conceding late on I just I'm sorry just before that as well Christ knows where they got nine minutes injury time from 
that was that was three or four minutes at most. Outrageous because nothing happened. I, I think there's sort of an um, an automatic l- l- lasher through a few minutes on when somebody got sent off. And he stands there. Everything happens, doesn't he? When you get a red card, whoever got sent off will stand there moaning at the referee for three yeah. or four minutes and then get sent down the tunnel. Um, that, that's what happened there. And then, I don't know, it, it almost feels like it's for a dramatic effect that they put this yeah. amount of minutes on when there's only one goal available in the game. I bet you if we were 2-0 up, there'd be like two or three minutes, I don't know, because all the Brighton fans have got off. And, yeah. you know, the Zerbi's halfway down the tunnel as well. But yeah, I mean, um, that the, what you said there, I think that, I put that, I put that more on dice to be honest with you, mate. Because I, we, you see a lot of activity from him. You see him; he's quite um, very vocal on the touchline. And from what we see of him, from the sort of video we get of him, there he wasn't exactly screaming for these lads to sort of do anything specific. When we went one nil up, now I'm I'm fine with them doing that because they shouldn't have had anything going. They shouldn't have been able, us being on the edge of our eighteen yard box when you one nil up there. Shouldn't have been a thing, in my opinion. We shouldn't have been anywhere near that. Um, so, so wise, I, I thought he was fine. Onana coming on for for Garner as well. It, it's that age old, age old adage, isn't it? When you're talking about a sort of injured player, you're putting them on if they're not fully fit. Um, never bought into that sort of thing. Um, felt actually as well. Just to go back on that first game for the second, I thought the core was doing. Thought Calvert Lewin was actually doing all right. With with Decore a little bit closer to him, um, there was a point as well just before half time where he picks the ball up halfway into their half, and there are there are men running past them, two or three sprinting past them. You've got Harrison and McNeil. Then I think you've got Decore himself, and he just decides to check back and lay it off to someone in midfield. It was infuriating, but shows you the issue that he's got in zero confidence and trying yeah. to do something with that positive mind. Um, but yeah, I mean to 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 go one nil up with the type of goal we scored as well. It, it's criminal to get scored. You know, if, if it's a jammy goal that goes in, if it's a penalty, a free kick, that goal we can see there is really, really poor, and it's a massive hit in the bollocks. That less, you, you, you know, it's a, you're never going to be soft enough to say something like this. But you go away from home and you draw a game like that. I'd, I'd, you know, we would have took a point at the start of it. I can't stand people saying that because it should have been three. Should have comfortably yeah. been three. It's it's no consolation, is it? You know, you, you know, you win your home, you draw your aways. That's that's kind of what you do to have a, a sort of a successful season. We're not doing any of the minutes, and we haven't done for months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's. I mean, you know, a winter, a winter day. I know it doesn't really work like this, but would have cancelled out that result against Palace effectively because yeah. we'd have taken four points across the two games. But yeah, the, the way it happens, and I think I think you're right. It it is on the manager for me. So. You go down to 10 men and what, the 80th minute or so, wasn't it? Yeah. They yeah. go down to 10 men. They've not been in the game so much in that half either, I don't think. Um, I think we sort of, we were quite in control of things. We never looked like um, they were getting on top of us. You know, they had, they had a lot of shots and stuff. I think they had 23 shots and seven on target. I think we had six and three, something like that. So, you know, they had a lot of the ball. They had a lot of the pressure. That's what we expect. And that's kind of what a dice team wants, or that's what we're told to believe. So when a when a team goes down to 10 men, it looks like Everton need to take the initiative there. And once again, they just can't do it. But the thing is, they don't need to take the initiative. They can still soak up all that Brighton pressure. They've just got one less player in the midfield to do it with. So you yeah. do something to cancel that out. And again, you know, I, I don't want to bang on about Ashley Young coming on, but if you're going to go to five at the back to see out the last few minutes, wouldn't you put Michael Keane on? 
you know, a lot of people would disagree with that because the man's a walking disaster area sometimes. But you go straight to back Tarkovsky, Branthwaite, Keane, three massive lads at the back there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, you know, if they're hitting crosses into Lewis Dunk, probably easy to say with hindsight, but it just seems the obvious thing to do to me if that's what you're going to do. So, yeah, I think you're right. It, it, it probably is on the manager. Um, let's look at the goal. Let's um, let's pick ourselves up a little bit. Um, Jared Branthway's just... I was going to say he gets better and better each game, but I think he's just consistently brilliant, isn't he? And then, you know, that goal, the touch was as good as the shot. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was unreal for a centre-back to do that. Then it's probably only Michael Keane, the other player on our side, who could do that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was it was just a brilliant finish, wasn't it? And it and it just visibly gave the whole team and us as fans a massive lift there because once again we're down at Brighton thinking, do you know what? We could nick this here. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. I think you're spot on there. I think as well. I, I never, you'd never think that that was in his wheelhouse, by the way. You would never think he can do something as good as he is, as good on, as on the ball as he is. You never, you never think of a, a defender like that having a strike on goal, maybe just a pot shot from wherever he is, or, you know, try to swing, swing a leg at it. But that actually looked like, you know, he, he'd done that every day because when he scores it, a celebration just walks away and up like I do yeah. that all the time, lads. Do you know what I mean? You've finally all seen it happen in public, but I do that on training all the time. And he does that. And um, I don't think I've celebrated a goal like that all season long because I thought that's that's a turning point. That That is the moment we turn from this with us going there, getting 1-0 up, and then obviously not celebrating even more. But when they go down to 10, I thought, whilst you've still got Brantwaite at the back, while you've got Tarkovsky next to him, I think you made an excellent point there about throwing Keane on. Um, because then, you know, hindsight to say so, but you've got you've got three lads then who are as big as Dunk, um, who's trying to score heads at the back post in the last couple of minutes. You know, there's a there's a there's a bigger chance that he doesn't do that if you've got another lads in there who's six foot four, six foot five, who can handle that thing. Um, yeah. But going back to the goal, it's a wonderful moments for him. Um, the, the strike as well is so so pure. I think as well, it's the type of thing where if it was anybody else who gets in that position, they're just going to try and dink it in back post. I'm not sure how he finds himself where he is as well um, on the on the course of the 18 yard box. Um, that's why I'm thinking, hang on, what's he playing at there, swinging his yeah. foot? At? But um, yeah, it was it was a lovely moment, it's a great moment for him as well. I mean, it, I think anybody watching this who, who, who isn't an Everton, he'd be thinking if they weren't already, oh, he's going to the Euros and all this sort of nonsense that normally typically means a player's getting off from us if they go and do that because they're in the spotlight. <laughs> but to see that, that was um, that, that was one of my best moments of the season, quite sadly. Um, yeah, but- no, I know. 
if it, if it was the thing that got us the three points, mate, it was more than deserving, wasn't it, if we'd have got them? Yeah, I know what you mean about celebrating that goal as well. Yeah, you have different levels of celebration, don't you? So when you start listening to the radio, you might sort of go, yes. If you're at home, you might sort of jump up a little bit and cheer at the ground. Obviously, you go nuts. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. that was one where I was off the couch today yeah. watching that. Um, well, that's, it was just... thing. If if you're down there, that's the the only thing you go to the belt is it's the at the other end. If that happens when they can towards us, people are on the pitch when they see that because you know you know but we went there to me you're not going to see something you're that far away from the opposite end of the pitch you, you're not sure what's happened or it's deflected in and you end up celebrating in about two or three seconds after this actually going because you're looking at yeah. each other did that actually go in then do you know what I mean you'd be doing it for about 30 seconds if you're thinking that it was Brantwaite who's pinged one into the top corner yeah it reminds me it would have been like uh, Leicester away with Michelenko where yeah. you know it went in but you couldn't quite believe that it had gone in yeah. and then you saw it was him and you're like really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, it, was... it felt it felt and, and look I've mentioned this a few times because um, I know I'm not talking too long here but that is such such a kick in the bollocks that because that moment felt like we're sorting this out now because I looked yeah. on the phone immediately. Forrest got beat four two by Villa. I'm thinking this is the time now where we start kicking on. We've looked at the list of home games we've got coming up. Um, this is an away game that feels typical to what Dice has done well for us. Yeah. Uh, when you think yeah. about before we won. You think about obviously what we did there last season away from home. It starts to feel a little bit more comfortable. We are happy to to contain what was thrown at us. Don't think they created anything really. Like you said, they had all those shots on goal, but there was nothing. It just seemed to go straight to Pickford. There was yeah, one way. I think there was, there was one where he went down low to his right. That was it. That yeah, was a really that. good save. But everything else, it was just like taking out the air, wasn't it? Nice, yeah. easy catches. That's it. And, and it felt, dare I say, it felt comfortable to me. And, yeah. you know, if you, it's hard to do it right now in hindsight to take, a, take away the results and sort of the last minute, it, we end up with a point. But that was a good performance from Everton today. Um, I, I think it's harsh to say that, um, you know, you criticise the performance with conceding a goal that late. Yeah, you can talk about the minor, the, the tiny things in it, letting him get a header on the back post in the 90th minute. A lot of people say that that's criminal. I haven't watched it twice, so there might be something else involved with that. But you you go there and play like that. I think Everton with the team we spoke on our, on our WhatsApp, WhatsApp group there with all the Blue Room gang that we have on, and they were saying, that, do you know what? You take a point before that, and absolutely, I'm not denying that at all. But to go there 1-0 up, Against ten men, that's that's heartbreak. That is heartbreak, and it does to me as an emotional fan, as most people know. Going forward, it does make me feel, uh, you know, is it, you know, I, I'm a big believer of faith and stuff like that with footy, and I think through against Palace, through against these, could have been maybe should have been at least four points, probably six when you think the first one was a home against Palace and they were, they were fucked with and he had all the best players out. So, yeah, I mean, I was I was kicking things around the house. Don't get me wrong, none of the animals we've got, but <laughs> I was walking, <laughs> walking around the house kicking everything there that we only got a point. But, um, yeah, you look at that other result there, another point closer to Forest, bring them close to us and things like that. But, uh, yeah, like like I say, you, you try your hardest when, you, when you've settled down. You try your hardest. I think that's a decent throw. Start at one of the one of the European sides in the Premier League, so that's another yeah. thing to think about as well. Yeah, I think I think the issue for me though is in I, I think I've said this before as well. Sorry for repeating myself, but I think in isolation results like that are good. Uh, Fulham away, good results. Villa at home, good results. Spurs at home, 
all good results in isolation, but when it's in a, a streak where you've not won, it's like you need a win from somewhere yeah. because we can't. The last thing we want to do is to squeak towards safety, picking up the odd points every couple of weeks. Or you know, it's it like you know, we've got United away coming up, we've got West Ham at home, which is going to be massive now. This would have been a lovely win to go into that game with some momentum. They've got Brentford on Monday night, so it's another one there, isn't it, where you think, you know, if West Ham win, Brentford might just get dragged into it a little bit more, but then, you know, West Ham are up there sort of eighth, ninth, wherever, and it could give them the little kickstart they need. Um, so it's a bit of a tricky one, that. But, you know, you look at the games we've got coming up, we've got some tough ones like um, Liverpool at home, United away, obviously Arsenal right towards the back end of the season, but I just feel like we need to, like, get three points from somewhere yeah. At some point, because it's it it's not enough to keep drawing every week. Better no. than getting beat, but the position we're in, it's it's not it's not yeah. enough, is it? Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, obviously, you know, your sides for getting. Th- I mean, I'll, I'll, it's it just epitomizes how huge three points is right now, and it you know obviously is when you're battling to stay in the Premier League. Yes, you know that's probably a bit of a cliche, but where we are now, I think we're all about dragging other teams into it as much as we are staying above Luton, um, because like I've said it a few times, being slated a few times, but Luton are the side that can could finish above us. Um, they could get out of it. They're, they're a decent side, uh, particularly at home, and we've got to go down there as well. So that's going to be a six point to when we go down to to Luton, which is you know basically playing in your back garden. Um, you've got that run of games. You've got that four those that four game run we've got before we get Arsenal, which is pay, basically everybody we can drag into this. It includes yeah. Burnley and Sheffield United, who might well be down by then. The other two is uh, Brentford and Forest. Yeah, Therefore, yeah. massive games for us at Goodison, which we've yet to prove, is somewhere that we're going to get three points anytime soon. Yeah, so that, that that enforces anything that today was like as well. Um, the other stat that I heard from um, Polly Gaman, who was commentating at the BBC, we've only scored fourteen goals in our in open play. Everything else has been via set pieces and things like that. Um, that probably fits into what we've been saying about Calvert-Lewin and, and anybody else in, in and around this season. And I just felt, Les, that after we went 1-0 up, after they go to 10, I just thought it was begging for you to go and get a second goal. Um, yeah. And we didn't quite create that moment. I know I know Beto was sort of having a one-on-one with the, the defender. He does well, knocks it past them. He's got a shot on goal and just blasts it over the park and into the yeah. university that's next door. I mean... It, that that's 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 the that's a massive issue when you know it's just begging to be ended that game and then the other side yeah. of it I think you mentioned yourself is just keep the ball just keep the ball it's not it's not the difficult part of it 
And it felt it to me side. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. And I, I, I really hope Dice was screaming at these lads to say and stop playing like route one forward to Beto and trying to get him to hold it up. Just knock it round. Just you, you put your two yeah. midfielders in. Garner was still on. I thought it was better. I mean, he's been slated in the last week or two by us. Um, thought he was fine. Um, and just uh, I can see that was a really good substitution to put Onana on. But like you go I back think he's to injured as well, wasn't he? Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, you know, half, throwing half injured players on, I think that's an example of what we've actually, that's all we've got on the bench, really. Yeah. Clearly, Onana isn't 100%, otherwise he would be starting games. Um, he went down as well, and I thought, oh, no, I hope he's not injured, because he's going to be pivotal for us towards the end of the season. Um, so, you know, I think the full-backs were fine. I thought Godfrey was fine. I thought Mikhailenko was fine. He had a lot of the ball today as well. Mikhailenko thought he did quite well. Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was our best player today, Mikhailenko. Yeah. So really good. Um, and it's it's easy to avoid calling them that, isn't it? Because he's he's a left back and you don't see him getting involved as as much as sort of an attacking play and all that. But I thought players started to 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 sort of bring themselves in. So I thought the same with Harrison too. I thought he was getting involved, playing nice little one twos with uh, Decore. Same again with McNeil. They both grew themselves into the game um, in towards the end of the first half, and obviously in particular the second. But um, yeah, I think I think I'm trying my best to keep the performance in my head more than I am missing out and, and conceding the last minute equaliser. Yeah, I think we've got it really, haven't we? I'll sort of drive us nuts. Um yeah, I think I think another bright spot was uh Decore again, I think. Uh playing another game. He had a really, really good effort, which was reminiscent of the one he scored in the opening thirty seconds last year. Great header clearance off the line by Lamptey. Another inch and that's over his head because he's only about five foot three, isn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's when you well, think it's one of your days, isn't it? When something like that yeah, happens. Exactly. Yeah. But I thought I thought he did all right. He's, you know, he's he's gonna be getting better now as he as he gets more and more yeah. into it. So, you know, it's another one of them, isn't it, where I think we came out of Palace quite despondent because it was a game we thought we should have gone and won and we should have won. Yeah. And they we made them look better than us. They were I think they were better than us on the night, Monday night. Uh I think this one. We can come away with a little bit more optimism to think, as you say, the second half in particular, the performance was was much better. Yeah. Um, but as you say, it's translating that into the home games. Um, I think I just want to pick up on something Warren said. And uh, I think it was, it might have been post-match last week or something. Oh no, it was. I think it was a preview or something. But he said, anyway, this Palace game, it's a really good opportunity to go and get six points against a team. Um, and we didn't. So that's my worry with these home games against Brentford, against Forest, is that we've already beaten them away. To beat yeah. them at home, it's something we're not very good at doing, and we need to find a way to translate this into you know into some decent home performances and home form. But I think we'll end it on. Can't be too despondent. It's annoying, and it's a horrible way. It feels like a defeat when you when you concede like that. When you think you know three points are there and you concede like that, but. We can't be too despondent, can we? No, you can't when you just single single a performance out. And essentially, that's the most important thing, isn't it? At this stage, is we've been dreadful at times, and you know, since we've our last victory, which is the day before my birthday um, last year, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting close to thirty seven than I am when I turned thirty six last in, in December. <laughs> yeah, I think I think seeing a performance like that makes it closer to thinking, you know what, we we should be okay. We should be getting three points there. We'd have taken the one point as well beforehand. Um, 
it's just that that little bit of doubt. It's, it's the type of game that you won't want, you don't want to watch again. You do not want, want to watch it again. Um, other than don't take it to the last minute, because like I said, performance wise, I thought we were quite crisp on the ball. Some of the passing statistics will be really interesting to see because we did knock it around quite well. Um, midfield looked a little bit more competent. It, it's it was that age old thing as well. It scored in a goal from out of play. Aside from, aside from that stunner from uh, Brantwaite. Looks like we're ages away from scoring a goal from outside the play and, and the Cordes um stunner, which it should have been as well. So still issues scoring goals going forward, but we're looking a hell of a lot more solid than we were in, in that pretty horrendous run that we had when we just kept losing games. Yeah, that's it. Trying to be too despondent. It is it is frustrating. We've all been here before, we'll be here again. We've also been on the other side when you get a last minute equaliser and it feels like it's just the best thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. It's what happens. It's frustrating, you know. We can we can point fingers all we like. I think we've I think we've dissected it enough there. To be honest, we put a bit of blame on the players, a bit of blame on the manager. That's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, trying not to be too despondent. Toffees, we just need to um, sort of get a good performance and a result against West Ham next week. Uh, but before all that, uh, we'll be back with all the usual stuff next week. Uh, Blue Monday with Matt. That should be good. Always is. Then we've got uh, the weekly uh, subs, weekly mailbag. Uh, Old New Borrow Blue, that's coming out tomorrow, a bit later this week. It's with Rob. Um, so, yeah, all the usual stuff. Uh, we'll keep you posted with everything going on with Everton. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.